Welcome to a nonfiction story cast about people in Seattle who built churches and how they did it. I'm Cindy Safranoff. I'm the author, and this is Dedication, building the Seattle branches of Mary Baker Eddy's church, a centennial story. Episode 12, Letter of Withdrawal. The board held a special meeting on Tuesday, June 29, 1909, almost certainly in their usual meeting location, their Christian Science Reading Room. Several years before, First Church of Christ Scientist Seattle had moved their reading room from the Marion Building to the new 14-story Alaska Building at the corner of 2nd Avenue and Cherry Street. The Alaska building was Seattle's first steel-frame high-rise building, and it was the tallest building in Washington State at that time. Towering over all the other buildings downtown, it was a symbol of the growth, prosperity, and innovation that had been transforming the city ever since the 1897 Klondike Gold Rush, for which Seattle was the gateway. The Arctic Club for Businessmen involved in the Alaska trade was on the top floor, where they had a commanding view of the city and the activity of trains and ships. Even the ninth floor, where the Christian Science Reading Room was located, had unobstructed views of the city and Elliott Bay. The typical meeting time was 8 o'clock in the evening. With the long days of summer, as the board meeting began, the setting sun would have been hanging just above the rugged snow-covered Olympic Mountains in the distance beyond Puget Sound. The whole board was present, except Mrs. Baker. Several church members had come to meet with the board. Cooper Willis, Ada Winterborn, Alice A. Hansen, and Adela S. Hawley presented the following letter. To the Directors of First Church of Christ Scientist Seattle. Resolved that, owing to the rapid and continued growth of the cause of Christian science in Seattle and to the limited capacity of our present quarters and of the temporary structure to be erected on the new property at 16th Avenue and Denny Way, and further, to meet the growing need for a downtown church, we the undersigned members of First Church of Christ Scientist of Seattle, hereby lovingly withdraw our membership from First Church for the purpose of organizing Fourth Church of Christ Scientist of Seattle to be in a location convenient for those living in the outlying districts. The necessity for taking this step would cause us regret did we not have the furtherance of the cause of Christian science at heart and we assure you that it is taken in a spirit of love and goodwill. Yours in the bonds of truth and love. The letter was signed by 39 members. The very first name on the list was Francis Carlton Baker. Mrs. Baker was almost certainly the one who initiated this organized withdrawal. Mrs. Baker was neither rich nor famous, 
even within the Christian science community, she would never be widely known outside her own local church congregation. The society page of the newspaper did not report on her activities. She was typical of the early Christian scientists of humble origins who did the hard work of healing with little fanfare. She was one of the very first Christian scientists in Seattle, having taken the first class in 1890, and she was among the first practitioners in Seattle. She had helped build up the church from its earliest beginnings. She had consistently been one of the most dedicated members. Mrs. Baker was the first second reader and had served twice as first reader. She had been Sunday school superintendent for five years. She served two terms on the board and on the building finance committee. She had welcomed all the newcomers, interviewing applicants and recommending them for membership. For nearly 20 years, Mrs. Baker had supported the growth of Christian science in Seattle. A whole generation of Christian scientists had grown up under her nurturing care. Her name was at the top of the list of the original charter members, at the top of the list of board members that signed their Christmas greeting letter to Mary Baker Eddy in 1903, and now her name was at the top of the list of those withdrawing in protest. This pillar of the church was leading an exodus of members. The board clerk read a separate letter from Mrs. Baker, her letter of resignation from the board. Since her letter of resignation from membership had just been accepted, the board took no action because they considered her membership from the board to have already been severed. The content of this letter was not recorded in the minutes for posterity. One more letter added three more names to the list of departing members, for a total of 42. Among those withdrawing were three members of the building committee, Erica Fredrickson, a practitioner who had led the spiritual focus of the building committee, Emma A. Hawkins, who had initially supported the idea of the temporary structure, but apparently had changed her mind, and Anne H. Thomas, who had been one of the longest-serving members of the building committee. Also among the names were practitioners Lillian Harding, Mary B. Labee, Nettie E. Morse, and Hattie A. Range, plus two of their previous reading room librarians, Jesse Estep, a practitioner and leading charter member along with Mrs. Baker, and Adela S. Hawley, who had previously been a member of First Church of Christ Scientist Chicago, Edward Kimball's church. Since coming to Seattle in 1901, Mrs. Hawley had the distinction of having served two years as librarian during the only two years that the job was an elected office. In all, the group leaving included three founders and eight journalisted Christian science practitioners. As board clerk, Edwin W. Craven would have accepted the letter of withdrawal. Mr. Craven and Mrs. Baker must have gotten to know each other quite well, since they were serving together on the board for the second time. Craven, along with Oliver C. McGilvra, was perhaps representative of the prominent men who were becoming involved in Christian science at this time. Lawyers, judges, businessmen, consultants, 
financiers, and who were quickly rising to positions of importance. Since joining the church in 1900, Craven and his law firm, Craven and Craven, had been put in charge of the purchase of both the lot on 6th Avenue and the one at 16th and Denny. He had served on the building committee for both of the building projects. Prior to going full-time into the practice of Christian science healing, Craven had been Grand Commander of the Grand Commandery of the Knights Templar of Washington, a popular Masonic fraternal organization that marched military style in local parades. He was almost certainly used to commanding, and he almost certainly commanded a certain level of respect. To Craven, Mrs. Baker's rebellion might have seemed like a challenge to his leadership role in the church, a vote of no confidence, not only in the regards to the temporary structure he had proposed, but also the new Capitol Hill location he had selected and purchased. The group withdrawing wanted to return to their previous downtown location. A year before, perhaps with a similar desire, a group of 13, including Christian science teacher Louisa C. Eaton, had withdrawn to form Third Church. Third Church had services and reading rooms at Third Avenue and University Street, with Miss Eaton as first reader. First Church had begun announcing to its attendees that there were three Christian Science churches in Seattle and to see the bulletin board for more information, a gesture of support for the new Third Church. But this church was probably already having problems, and before the end of the year they would disband, which the Christian Science Sentinel reported as being for the best good of the cause of Christian Science. It was an important warning for the wise. Even during this era of rapid growth in Christian Science Church attendance and membership, the mere act of forming a new branch did not ensure success, and neither did having a central location where Christian Science activities had previously flourished. However, Mrs. Baker's group had what it took to build a successful Christian Science Church. They had done it before. If the city had not recently annexed Ballard with its tiny Christian Science Church, and if not for the briefly operating Third Church, Mrs. Baker's withdrawing group would have been the second in Seattle, but due to circumstances, it would need to take the name Fourth Church. The clerk responded promptly with a letter of response to Mrs. Baker and all the other signers. Your withdrawal from membership has been received and accepted, and in compliance therewith, your name has been dropped from the roll. In the matter of your withdrawal from First Church of Christ Scientist Seattle, the Board of Directors regret that it seemed to you desirable to do so, but extend to you good wishes and a Godspeed. By order of the Board of Directors, E. W. Craven, Clerk. Now the board had work to do. There was a vacancy to fill on the board. They needed replacement ushers, Sunday school teachers, and an evening reading room attendant. The board was also making arrangements for an upcoming Christian Science lecture. 
They had very recently learned that Mary Brookins, a member of the Board of Lectureship, was in town because of the AYP Expo and that she was available to lecture on July 11th. They wanted to secure the Moore Theater, if that was possible. They needed to decide who would do the introduction and have 1,500 invitations printed. The board decided to send a lecture invitation to the new Fourth Church. Thanks for listening to Dedication by me, Cindy Safranoff. All events and characters in this story are as true and accurate as the available sources. All opinions are mine. To support and learn more about this groundbreaking research project and read my writing, visit cindysafranoff.com.